0: Be a pro with AC Pro. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and last night at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, the Marlins and the Reds were playing game three of their four-game weekday series. Luis Castillo making what many presume to be his final start for the Cincinnati Reds when opposite of the young Marlins left-hander Braxton Garrett, who was having a wonderful month of July. Well, another tough night at the old yard for the Marlins who fall to the Cincinnati Reds 5-3 to in Game 3 of this four-game weekday set. We will wrap this sucker up at 12.35 tomorrow afternoon, but uh, the Marlins fell behind early in this ballgame tonight. Uh, they fell behind 4 nothing after the first inning. Those highlights coming away in just a moment. They could not recover. Had a lot of good in this ballgame for the Marlins tonight. Uh, I would consider it to be a gutsy performance for Braxton Garrett, who labored through five. Uh, Oscar Brazoban was brilliant in two innings, striking out five, allowing just one hit. And Dylan Flora was perfect in the eighth inning. Uh, but uh, I- I- as good as some of the things were in this ball game tonight, the Marlins ultimately come up too short, and uh, a seventh inning that we'll get to again in just a second. Uh, in which they had a golden opportunity to tie this sucker up facing Luis Castillo. Speaking of Luis Castillo, he went opposite of Braxton Garrett in Game Three tonight. Garrett two and three with a three forty-two ERA, a one eighty ERA in four July starts coming into this ball game tonight. As for Luis Castillo, he has been subject to so much trade speculation and trade talk. Uh, Many around baseball believe that when we saw Luis Castillo take the mound tonight, it would be for the final time as a Cincinnati Red. Castillo breezed through the Marlins 1-2-3 in the first, and he got plenty of run support in the bottom of the first. Jonathan India led off the game with a single. Brandon Drury walked. With runners at first and second base, Jonathan India attempted to steal third base. He was caught stealing. Uh, Braxton Garrett had himself an out, but uh, he really uh, started the struggle after the walk to Drury. Tommy Pham singled. Braxton Garrett struck out Joey Votto, but then the floodgates started to open with two on and two out in the first inning, bottom half of the first for Kyle Farmer, the shortstop. 3-2 pitch, making a line drive down the left field line. This is an extra base hit. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. Scoring from second is Drury. Right behind him is Pham. There won't be a throw. It's a two-out, two-run double for Kyle Farmer. Here at the bottom of the first inning, Luis Castillo now has a 2-0 lead. So Kyle Farmer got the party started in the bottom of the first inning. The next man to bat was Donovan Solano, and he kept it going. 2-0 Cincinnati. Farmer's at second, two outs, bottom one. Here's a swing at a line drive down the left field line. This is going to get down for a base hit. It'll roll all the way to the wall. Back-to-back two-out doubles for the Reds here at the bottom of the first inning. This one scores Farmer from second. It's 3-0 Cincinnati. And then with Solano stationed at second after his RBI double, it was Matt Reynolds' turn to cap off a fun first inning for the Cincinnati Reds. The 1-1 pitches a ground ball back up the middle. That's a base hit. Donovan Solano can trot home from third. It's 4-0 Cincinnati here in the first. And as brilliant as Braxton Garrett has been in the month of July, it was a struggle here in the first inning tonight. He allowed four runs, five hits, no errors, one man left on base. The 4-0 ball game would hold into the third until Nick Fortes led off the third facing Luis Castillo. Nick Fortes leading off the top of the third. First pitch, 96 that misses. And the next pitch is swung on and hit high in the air, deep to left field. This is way back and gone. Nick Fortes with a big fly here in the third. And for Fortes, it's his fourth home run of the season. The Marlins are on the board. It's 4-1 Cincinnati here in the top of the third inning tonight. But that 4-1 lead wouldn't last long. Bottom three, Tommy Pham singled to lead off the third. Joey Votto was hit by a pitch. And after a strikeout of Kyle Farmer and a flyout by Donovan Solano, Matt Reynolds again an opportunity with two outs uh, to do a little damage for Cincinnati. First pitch to Matt Reynolds is swung on and hit right side. To his left goes Ostadio, has it, throws the first. It's late. He throws it by Lewin-Diaz. One run will score. Going all the way from first to third is Joey Votto. It's 5-1 to one Cincinnati. Matt Reynolds beat the shift on the play. Ostadio had no business even throwing that ball the first. And he airmailed that past Lewin Diaz. The Reds got another run on two hits. The Marlins committed an error. The Reds leave 2-1 in the bottom of the third. Now the good news is that the Reds would not score again tonight. The bad news, the Marlins couldn't score enough to catch up. They did get one more back in the top of the fourth inning. Thank you in large part to Mr. J.J. Bladay. The 1-1 pitch is hammered deep down the right field line. If it's fair, it's gone. It's a home run. It's number one in the big leagues for J.J. Bladey leading off the top of the fourth inning off of one of the best starting pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Congratulations, J.J. Bladey So Bladey's homer cut the deficit to 5-2 to after Bladey Avi Garcia singled in the fourth, but then Castillo retired Diaz, Asadillo, and Sanchez. The threat was extinguished. The Marlins got a run on two hits. They leave one on in the fourth inning. Then things really started to settle down. Didn't mention uh, Garrett after the first. That's because he was pretty darn good. He did allow the run in the third. He struck out two in a scoreless fourth. He struck out one in a scoreless fifth. Braxton Garrett went five innings in this ball game tonight, allowed seven runs or seven hits, five runs all earned, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Luis Castillo was cruising for the Cincinnati Reds after the homer to Bladey that uh, he coughed up in the fourth, and the single by Garcia. He started to rock and roll. He retired one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. Nine Marlins in a row after the single by Garcia in the fourth inning. And let's see here. Luis Castillo would carry a 5-2 lead into the seventh. But the Marlins would inch a little closer in Luis Castillo's final inning of work tonight. He walked Lewin Diaz leading off the seventh. Williams-Ostadillo singled. They were at first and second in the seventh inning with nobody out trailing by three for Jesus Sanchez. Next pitch is lined over the head of Joey Vidal. That's down for a base hit. Lewin Diaz is going to score. On his way to third is Williams-Ostadillo. It's an RBI double for Jesus Sanchez. It's 5-3 Cincinnati in the seventh, and the Marlins are really putting on a threat. And the threat would go for naught, and it was disappointing because it was the Marlins' best chance offensively in this ballgame tonight. After the RBI double by Sanchez put runners at second and third with nobody out, the tying man was in scoring position. Nick Fortes struck out on a slider. Luke Williams then struck out swinging on a slider, and Luis Castillo had two on, two out, second and third, leading five to three, and maybe, just maybe, the final man he would ever face in a Cincinnati Reds uniform was Joey Wendell. Here's the pitch, Wendell swings, and this is strike three. And if that's it for the two-time All-Star, Luis Castillo in Cincinnati, He goes out with a bang after six seasons as a Cincinnati Red tonight. They come to their feet at Great American Ballpark. That's a great ovation. I think Luis Castillo knows what he's got in store for himself these next three to four days. He gives a nice big wave to the crowd and a very appreciative crowd here at Great American Ballpark for Luis Castillo this evening. Well, a marvelous performance by Castillo. Maybe not the sharpest he's ever been, but it was for the first time in his career, his fourth consecutive start in which he worked seven innings. And uh, again, if that is how his tenure as a Cincinnati Red ends, he goes out with a bang, striking out Joey Wendell and punching out three in a row and uh, extinguishing a five-alarm fire in the seventh inning for the Cincinnati Reds. The Marlins got one in the seventh. Waskar Brazoban pitched a perfect sixth and seventh inning. Well, he did allow one hit, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it was a perfect sixth and seventh inning. Multiple innings of work for Waskar Brazoban. Dylan Floro got the eighth. He struck out a pair. We went to the ninth. It was 5-3 to here at Great American Ballpark tonight. Hunter Strickland came on for the Cincinnati Reds. By the way, uh, Alexis Diaz, the younger brother of Edwin Diaz, worked a perfect, quite literally a quite perfect uh, eighth inning for Cincinnati. But Hunter Strickland got the ball in the ninth inning, immediately served up an opposite field hard hit single to Lewin Diaz. But after a fly out to right field by Williams Ostadio, Diaz was sitting at first base with one out. In the top of the ninth inning, the batter was Jesus Sanchez. Tying run is at the plate for the Marlins with one out in the top of the ninth inning. They trail five to three. Reds trying to lock down one more win for Luis Castillo. Two-two. Here's the pitch. Swing a ground ball hit to first. Votto has it to second for one to first two and a double play and the ball game is over. Reds win it. Castillo wins it. Cincinnati five. Miami three. So, the Reds have taken two of the first three in this four game series this week. Totals and the box score from this ball game tonight for the Marlins three runs, seven hits, and error, four men left on base. For the Cincinnati Reds, five runs, eight hits, no errors. They leave four on base. Luis Castillo, and presumably his final start as the Cincinnati Redworks works uh, seven innings of three-run ball. He improves to four and four on the season. As for Braxton Garrett, his fifth start in what's been a wonderful month of July, a bit sour tonight. He falls to two and four on the year. Hunter Strickland, who had a hefty ERA north of five, does collect his sixth save of the season in a one-two-three top of the ninth inning for the Cincinnati Reds tonight. Started this ball game at 6:42, finished it at 9:14. Total game time two hours and 32 minutes and in front of 11,387 strong. At Great American Ballpark tonight, with the loss, the Marlins fall back now to forty-six and fifty-two, and with the win, the Cincinnati Reds improved to thirty-eight and fifty-nine. So the Reds beat the Marlins five to three in Game Three of this four-game set last night. Before we hear from Don Mattingly post-game, let's uh, step aside for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Uh, that was a tough night at the ballpark for the Marlins last night. Five to three, the final score in favor of Cincinnati. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly afterwards. First inning for Braxton, but it looked like after that really kind of settled down and, and was able to find a little bit of a rhythm. Did you feel like this one was kind of one where he battled through that first to, to give you at least a little bit of a, a better start? No,
1: definitely Brax hung in there and competed uh, after the first couple innings, or I don't know if it was the second one, he was good, and they got they got another run in there on that that kind of ball they hit in the hole. Uh, but yeah, I felt like he did a nice job of, of hanging in there, giving us a chance uh, to you know to get back in the game.
0: I think he was at eighty six pitches when he came out. Was it more just because that first inning was so taxing that you felt like after five that was that was a good place to, to go ahead and get him out?
1: Yeah, I mean he he had battled all day. He mm-hmm. got us there. We were surprised he got really through that. Uh, he did kind of get on a little bit of a roll there, uh, those last couple innings. But there's again, we've talked about Brax uh, in the past. There's there's no reason for us to push him uh, in a game we're down. I don't know if it's three or four when he came out, uh, because we're gonna have to watch him all year long, and, and this is part of it. Top of the seventh, you get three straight guys on, get have based the game time runs at the second and third, and then three straight strikeouts just. Having that missed opportunity because <coughs> you guys have gotten a lot going there. Yeah, I like where we were at there. You know, all of a sudden we, we, we got something going, uh, and their guy just bared down. You know, I, I know he's, he's, a, he's a talk of this, uh, you know, trade deadline market as part of it, but, you know, you've seen why. I thought right there you could see him being really bared down and, and went to another level uh, to get those strikeouts talked a
0: bit about J.J. before the game, just, you know, his first turnaround, but just what, you know, a very small sample cycle, what has
1: impressed you most? Maybe about his, you know, approach. His... I think just J.J. is is really what you expected. Um, he's going to do the right things on the field. The at-bats don't seem like they're too much. Uh, he's going to get his share of lumps. Um, you know, we kind of got him in a spot that he probably doesn't shouldn't be in right now, but that's okay. Um, he's handling those at-bats like like you would anywhere else in the order, um, so I, th- I think just to the demeanor and the handling of the at bats and, and the way they look, you know. So he's getting himself pitches to hit. Uh, he's going to see a lot of good stuff. So you know, just let him go. Is that something you see as it
0: being sustainable for him to be successful? Is the ability to get pitches to hit or to, absolutely, you
1: know? absolutely? Yeah, um, you know, game planning I, I, at some point becomes the biggest thing here. Uh, if guy doesn't understand who he is, what he handles, what the other guy can do, um, he's in, in general not going to hit. So I don't care how talented they are. Once they, if you, they show they don't understand game planning, um, they're going to get carved up over the course of the season. Uh, but if you, if you can do that, there's still going to be guys that are bad matchups for you that, that get the ball to spots that maybe you don't handle. Uh, but if you understand where those spots are, then you're not chasing there and trying to hit them. Uh, it's just very important that if, that you can handle that at bat and know how to structure it uh, at this level. Barraza band, two scoreless innings, five Ks, that coupled with what he on Sunday just what's no, impressed you with those. No, his, he's days. been good. He was good in spring, we thought. We liked his stuff. Um, you know, the times that we've been able to take, the times that he was up on the taxi and Mel's kind of, you know, getting him to get to his slider. His changeup always been his pitch. Uh, but those those days on the taxi when he comes and we know he's not pitching, he's able to throw some pins. Uh, and I know Mel was working on a slider almost every time he was here. Uh, that becomes another pitch for him. But I mean, this this cat's ninety six to ninety eight. He can two seam He can four it. He's got a really good change up, and the sliders coming. So, you know, this guy's he's got he's got stuff, and he's got a chance to pitch. You know, and be successful when you have those weapons.
0: Danny, I think it was in the third, uh, the throw by of the first, that ends up allowing Bado to get to, to third. Luckily, it doesn't end up hurting you. But in, in that situation, would you prefer he, he hang on to the ball, or do you see it more as it's nah, a guy trying to make much. a play? You're trying to
1: make a play, but it's it's like you don't want to throw. You don't want to make plays mm-hmm. that you don't really have a chance. That's one of those you hope he eats it. Um, but, again, he's trying to make a play, so you never fault a guy for trying to get it out. But, you know, it's just you know unfortunate in that spot. He hits the ball in the hole. Um, you know, where nobody's playing against the, the shift. Mm-hmm. So I prefer him to eat it, but I, I really don't, I can't ever fault guys for trying to make plays.
0: Loro uh, has been looking for maybe more of a defined role recently. You know, how important was him coming back into uh, his group tonight?
1: Coming back into tonight? He's been in a group for a while, uh, and his role's been pretty defined. Did he tell you that he didn't like his role? <laughs> 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 no. Uh, I'm just messing with him. <laughs> he, he's he been solid. You know, he, he started off the year, you know, obviously hurt, um, and we had to kind of get him built up, and it took him a little bit even when he was here uh, to get his velo back. He's worked really hard to to get definite with his stuff, but he's been on a pretty good roll here for a while and, and throwing the ball good. Uh, do you
0: have a starter for tomorrow yet, or do you still need to make some moves before that? We need gone? to make some moves. Okay. So that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins' 5-3 loss to the Cincinnati Reds in Game Three last night. Game four of this series comes your way at 12:35 afternoon. Graham Ashcraft, rookie right-hander on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Don Mattingly saying post-game, and you heard it: that the Marlins need to make moves. So it is to be determined who takes the ball for the Marlins today. Now, whomever it is that does take the ball will uh, get underway at 1235, which means we will hit the air at 12 o'clock with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.